Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, we've got five, count them, five first-time birthday salutes. But you'll have to keep listening to find out who they are. Last week, December 7th, marked the birth in 1905 in New York City of Charles Carmine Arthur Magnanti to Francesco Magnanti, a well-known amateur musician, and his wife, Eleanor Lena Cardella. His study of the accordion began at age 7, and by 14 he was earning a living playing in Italian restaurants in New York City and on the Staten Island Ferry. In 1925, at age 20, he was the first accordionist heard on the radio when Erno Rappi engaged him to play with the symphony orchestra on WEAF. By 1931, Magnanti was heard on 31 radio broadcasts per week on both the NBC and Columbia networks, in addition to recording sessions. In March of 1938, wanting to elevate the instrument from its stereotypical O Sola Mio role... Magnanti and 11 of his colleagues formed the American Accordionists Association, with Magnanti serving as president for three terms. He was the first to form a successful accordion quartet, and on April 18, 1939, his group was the first to give an accordion concert in Carnegie Hall, playing classical works and original compositions by Magnanti. He was one of the original members of the Hit Parade Orchestra when it was under the direction of B.A. Rolfe, a name you've heard many times on the show, and a member of the Major Bowes Capitol Theater Family Hour Orchestra heard on CBS Radio, well before the Amateur Hour was in existence. Magnanti published a number of accordion instruction books and accordion arrangements for popular tunes, many of which are still considered standards. I was dismayed to learn that in his spare time, Magnanti engaged in big game hunting across North America, which some call a sport, and he was also a member of the Campfire Club of America. Charles Magnanti himself died December 30, 1986, in Ossining, New York. Here are three from Charles Magnanti. Our novelty orchestra opens with the old sea chanty sailing. Next, the always familiar sailor's hornpipe. Follows, blow that man down. 
turntable has an adjustable speed control, but I assure you I did not alter the speed of that 78. He recorded it with the Magnanti Carlino Lang Trio for Edison in 1927, but that was Charles Magnanti's solo recording from Perfect 6-05-06, recorded May 2, 1935. Before that, from 1928, Columbia Green Label 12082-F, the two guitars. In 1932, at the same time Victor was experimenting with 33 and a third RPM long-playing program transcription discs, Columbia issued seven finer-grooved 10-inch 78s capable of holding four and a half to five minutes per side. We heard one side of Columbia 18005-D, medley of sea songs by Charles Magnanti and his accordion orchestra. And I don't have to tell you what the tunes in that medley were because Mr. Announcer already told you. What Mr. Announcer didn't tell you is that I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. He last had his own segment in 2009, so I'm happy to reintroduce you to Abraham Jacob Gornetsky, born this very day, December 12th in 1896 in Bialystok, Russia, to Jacob Gornetsky and Frida Perlstein. You may know him better as composer Jay Gorney. The family emigrated to the U.S. in 1906 and settled in Detroit, Michigan, where Jay took piano lessons. He worked his way through the University of Michigan as a pianist and writing school songs, and served in the Navy in World War I, after which he graduated from law school. He practiced law only briefly before moving to New York City and beginning his songwriting career on Tin Pan Alley. Gorney contributed to the Earl Carroll Review's Sweetheart Time and Merry-Go-Round, and in 1933 went to Hollywood, where he wrote Baby Take a Bow for Shirley Temple, in the Fox picture Stand Up and Cheer. Other film credits include Moonlight and Pretzels, Lottery Lover, and Redheads on Parade. Jay Gorney died from Parkinson's on June 14, 1990 at the Jewish Home and Hospital for the Aged in Manhattan, and he was aged at 93. His collaborators included Edward Ellescu, Lou Brown, Sidney Clare, Howard Dietz, and Yip Harburg, with whom he wrote his most famous song, Brother Can You Spare a Dime, for the 1932 show Americana. Other works in the Gorney catalog include Chichi Castanango, Open Up Your Arms and Close Your Eyes, Like Me Less, Love Me More, and these.
And your arms seem ready to adore Though it looks like love And it feels like love Still I've had such evidence before And mm, your kiss is sweet And your embrace is tender It may be sweet surrender But is it Howard Phillips, backed by Adrian Rolini and his orchestra, asking the musical question, Ah, but is it love? Written by Jay Gorney and Yip Harburg. That's from Banner 32826, made July 29, 1933. Before that, another Harburg-Gorney collaboration, Miss Ruth Hedding, wondering, What wouldn't I do for that man? The talkie hit from the motion picture's applause and glorifying the American girl. Columbia 1998-D was made October 4th, 1929. I don't know to whom they're referring, but we started our little tribute to Jay Gorney with George Olson and his music, with He's the Hottest Man in Town, one of the hottest records on this show. This is an instrumental version, but there are words written by Owen Murphy. Victor 19375 was waxed May 16, 1924. As the label points out, He's the Hottest Man in Town is featured in the Ziegfeld production, Kid Boots. Back in May, I played Oh, Will You Wash My Father's Shirt, performed by Sidney Millward, who was being heard on the show for the first time. Well, tonight he gets his own birthday segment. British musician Sidney Millward was born December 9, 1909 in London and studied music at the Royal College of Music. By the mid-1930s, he was a leading saxophone and clarinet player and was a member of Jack Hilton's orchestra. He formed his own band in 1937, heard on BBC Radio, and was resident at the Café Anglais. After the war, they were a staple on the BBC, and in the late 1950s were frequent performers on British television variety shows. In the 1960s, they played the Lido Club in Paris, and the Stardust Hotel in Las Vegas. I know! Sid Millward died in Puerto Rico on February 22, 1972, and was buried in Puerto Rico because his wife refused to pay for his body to be repatriated to England. I know! Here are three from Sid Millward. Thank you. 
wonderful You know that you love me It's glorious to feel that I'm a part Of you, sweetheart, to share your happiness It's marvelous how lovely love can be Who dreamed that I'd be allowed Through the doorway of heaven I'm drifting high on a cloud You're an angel and this is heaven Wonderful to have your lips divine Combine with mine and dream forevermore It's wonderful to know that you love me everyone while I read out the rules. Stop that noise. Oh, remember, boys, you are now all members of the Rhythm School. Now, the first thing that you learn today is how to spell in the modern way. Stop that noise. Oh, now then, boys, will someone over there please sound the A? Everybody set? Okay, let's go. Peter Barry, let's hear what you know. A, B, C, D, E, F, D. That's a what teacher taught to me. Oh, that's no good. Don't you know you gotta get a little bit of rhythm in the alphabet? H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Ouch, why do you always pick on me? I just do that so you won't forget a little bit of rhythm in the alphabet. C, A, T spells cat. We know. F-I-N-G spells the thing. Now add the little ha ha de ha de ho. Say, you mean you want me to swing? That's it. A, B, C, D, E, F, D, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Well, that's fine. Now your teacher's pet. With a little bit of rhythm. A little bit of rhythm in the alphabet. Now, Sydney Millwood, are you all set? Sure. Show us how you do it on your clarinet. Now, Eric Breeze, you come on down. Just get out your old trombone and go to town. Now, 
Georgie Stone, don't you let it slide. Take it on the drums and make it ride. Daisy Bell, you'll stay here after school for that. I didn't do it. It was Willie Spratt. I know he did, but I'm no fool. It's no fun keeping him here after school. Rhythm in the Alphabet, written by Eddie Lisbona and Vic Steller, from Parlophone F-1275, November 9, 1938. The vocalist was Sid Collin, who played banjo and guitar in the band. And the name of the band? Well, that record gives you a bit of an idea why the band was called Sid Millward and His Nitwits. This was apparently a rather tame performance, as they usually played wild versions of classical works. The group was described by one British comedian as an idiot conductor in ill-fitting tales with mad hair and a Hitler mustache, leading a bunch of idiot-looking senile delinquents. But, as with all such groups, in order to pull it off, you have to be more than good musicians. And before Rhythm in the Alphabet, we heard proof of that with Sid Millward and his band with It's Wonderful, composed by Stuff Smith, with the Mitchell Parrish lyrics sung by Pete Berry. Parlophone F-1108 was recorded March 28, 1938, before the formation of the Nitwits. We started off with Some Days, Sweetheart, from that same session, issued on Parlophone F-1152. Some Days, Sweetheart was written by John and Benjamin Spikes. Sid Millward and his Nitwits were apparently quite popular since they were featured in the 1949 film Nitwits on Parade, and had their own radio show, Nitwit Serenade. I'm Glenn Robison. You nitwit. Hey, I resemble that remark. And the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all, online at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. Like Sid Millward, Willie Eckstein was heard on the show for the first time, back in October, playing Fine Feathers. Tonight, he gets his own well-deserved birthday segment as well. Canadian pianist and composer William Willie Eckstein was born in Montreal, Quebec, Canada on December 6, 1888. He began playing the piano at age three, began serious study of music at age six, and by age 12 was offered a piano scholarship to McGill University. Let's see, at age 12, I was still digging forts in the backyard. While playing in Montreal, Willie was offered a job playing in New York City, and while there, was offered a $15,000-a-year contract on the Keith Albee, Proctor, and Orpheum vaudeville circuits, where he was billed as the boy Paderewski. He returned to Montreal in 1910 and accompanied silent films at the Strand Theater and became known for his ragtime compositions. The advent of World War I inspired him to write patriotic songs, and when the talkies supplanted silent films, 
He played on radio and in clubs. At age 74, Willie Eckstein attended a special tribute to him at His Majesty's Theater in Montreal. He suffered a stroke hours later and remained in a coma, passing away on September 23, 1963.
We started our tribute to Willie Eckstein with his composition, Goodbye Sun, Hello Moon, introducing the George Gershwin tune, Oh How I Love to Be Loved by You. They were performed by Harry Yerkes, Happy Six, from Columbia A2971, June 7, 1920, in the middle of the Broadway run of the two-act review, Edwin's Carnival, which featured Goodbye Sun, Hello Moon. Next was The Delirious Rag, played by Harry Thomas, who co-wrote the tune with Eckstein. That's from Victor 18229. Thomas tried three times on November 20, 1916, before giving up and coming back to the studio about three weeks later for take four on December 4th, which was issued. We finished up with Where the Niagara Flows, from OK40041, made in November of 1923. Not only did Willie Eckstein play Where the Niagara Flows, he also wrote it. 
Listener Eric reminded me and requested a birthday segment for Jack Purvis. Trumpeter Jack Purvis was born December 6, 1906 in Kokomo, Indiana, to Sanford B. Purvis, a real estate agent, and Nettie Jackson Purvis. His mother died when he was just six years old, and we could spend an entire show trying to chronicle his astonishing life, which he ended on March 30, 1962. One thing is for certain, he was a gifted musician, as you'll hear in these examples.
What's the matter, Stump? You supposed to be playing the music goes round and round. There you sit a-blowing that piano like you was huffing and puffing at the reefer smoker ball. You gotta have a jilly hinkers like this to blow through. See here, stuff like this. Now watch. I blow through here. Yeah. The music goes around and around. And it comes out here. Now I push the first valve down. The music goes down and around. And it comes out here. Oh, look. I push the middle valve down. And the music goes down and around. pianist Frank Froba and his swing band with Jack Purvis on trumpet with The Music Goes Round and Round, written by Eddie Riley and Mike Farley. You'll notice there was no trumpet during the vocal refrain, and that's because the vocalist was Jack Purvis, and even he couldn't play trumpet and sing at the same time. That Columbia record, number 3110-D, was made on Christmas Eve, 1935. Before that, Jack Purvis and his orchestra with the Jack Purvis original, Down Georgia Way, from OK 8782, April 3rd, 1930. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, And as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. (laughs) ¶¶